Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod. We are entering into the, the deepest, darkest, coldest months of the year. In fact, yesterday was the winter solstice. Did you know that? No, I didn't. But it's actually like unusually warm right now. For December. Oh, it's beautiful. It was like 36 degrees this morning at 7 a.m. And beautiful is a stretch. It's uh, raining. <laughs> it's, well, it's Yeah, it's funny. I actually, I, the first thing I did when I rolled, I was in bed sitting on the edge of it. I looked out the window and I go, another beautiful day in Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> then you went and that's what it sleep. felt like. <laughs> yeah. But we are in the winter months. Winter solstice was yesterday, which meant in Minneapolis, it was dark at 5 p.m., which is crazy. But... The question is, as we enter into the winter months and leasing slows down and just everything kind of slows down in the apartment world, a lot of transactions slow down, residents don't want to move. What do we do? What do we do to make the best use of this time? Well, Dan, what do Cancun. you Cancun. 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 Yep. See you in April. Yeah. Get out of, get out of Dodge. Well, that was what a short you? episode. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what are you doing in the cold months? No. So a lot of people are listening to this and they're, they're a place where they don't have winter. And so they're like, I don't get the problem. But if you're, if you're a winter state, um, what are some things that we can be doing during these months where things are just kind of slower than usual and be focusing on getting ready for the next year or what do you do? There's a lot of cleanup, honestly. Cleanup? Yeah. Basements, storage, um, storage areas. Um, you know, the stuff that like you, you, you should do. The what? You just kind of dump shit there all year long. Yeah, it's like, okay, like, let's go clean up the storage stuff. If we've got some appliances that we, you know, that are crap that we've been holding on to, let's get rid of them. It's, but yeah, if you, if you invest in, you know, the C-class type of assets, um, you probably have basements and there's probably stuff that's accumulated. It's a good time to do a little, you know, not spring cleaning, but winter cleaning. Some of that stuff that's, you should do, it's not super urgent. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Interior projects are another good one. So painting your common area, hallways, stuff like that. Um, exterior is kind of off. You know, you're not going to paint your house in the in 12 degree degrees. Wet. No, I can't do that. Not, not so. the time to do the roof. Yeah. I think, uh, I think working on systems, I think that's a good time. Just kind of shoring up things that you kind of let slide throughout the year. Um, but I, I, I think back in like you know, 2020 when the world kind of went on pause in a lot of ways and people were like, what do we do? There's always something productive to do. Could start a podcast. Could start a podcast, and then you know, 500 episodes later, you could be as awesome as us. Uh, Did I say that with enough conviction? I would. I'm they, not convinced. Do you think they believe me? <laughs> they're, if they're still here, maybe, maybe there's a chance. But, but yeah, no, that's another one. Systems. Um, I guess you know another one is you know keeping your buildings full. Uh, you don't want to try to have to lease stuff up in the winter. So if you could try to get full on the way into winter and just keep it that way, um, that's in your best interest as well. So, Do you ever do um, pre-leasing where let's say 
a le- you sign a lease in January and it's going to run up in January. And you're like, I don't want to lease in January. Do you ever go to that resident, say like in October and be like, Hey, if you sign a new lease starting now for one year from today, I'll give you 20 bucks off. Typically what would be ideal on the front end of that is if you're signing a lease in January, try to get them to do like an 18 month or months. like have it expire in a time that's not winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but ideally, if you've had a property for a while, this is kind of a non-issue. You do most of your leasing in you know, April, May, June, July, and you, you shouldn't have much coming up in the winter months if you're doing things right. But if you just acquired something, maybe that is an issue. But <clears throat> yeah, if you could try to get somebody in on either a slightly shorter term or slightly longer term so it doesn't end again in January and you have the same problem 12 months later, that's, that's ideal. The other thing to think about in the wintertime is naps. You need to get your naps in while you can, and, 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 I, and I mean this because when things break in the winter, they almost always break at 2 a.m., so just be aware of that. It's gonna, true. You're probably going to get a boiler call in sometime in January or February, and it's going to be not at 2 in the afternoon. It will always be at 2 in the morning, so get your, get your Z's in while you can. Yeah, well, that's another one, actually, now that you brought it up, is um, servicing your boilers, if you have boilers. Make sure you've got eyes on them uh, frequently. Um, steam boilers in our area, those need to be looked at, uh, I think, twice a week. Uh, but you want to be on top of that so that if there is an issue, you can address it before the thing breaks and you have a bunch of cold residents who are very pissed. Yeah, winter winter is, you got to be proactive. Like, if it snows, it gets icy, you got to get out there and uh, shovel and salt. Uh, keep an eye on the gutters, make sure they're not getting backed up and, and creating water dams and then making sure the boiler doesn't crap out because mm-hmm. uh, a little an ounce of prevention will save you a pound of flesh uh, and the worst time is the worst time to get a boiler repaired or replaced winter the, the prices are suddenly 20 percent higher yeah yeah typically if, if you have a problem with your boiler it's going to happen in the winter because that's when it's on and running um, but if you are going to need a replacement the ideal situation is that you can make repair to get you through the winter and then go boiler shopping in July. Cause that's where you're going to have your best shot at finding a halfway decent price in a boiler is when you're not desperate. I'm going to have to guess that the price is probably double in January. It's crazy. <laughs> so, we had that. You remember two winters ago, we, uh, you were in Cancun actually. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Funny. You were out, you were in Mexico and a boiler went Bahamas out. actually was it Bahamas. Yeah. yeah. And, and a boiler went out and it was the question of like, the original person that looked at it was, hey, you're going to need to replace this. It's going to be twenty five, thirty thousand. 30000 The second guy that went over there took a look. He said, we can patch this for six. We patched it for six. Still going strong. <laughs> Still going strong. Yeah, the, the, the guys out there, ideally you're getting that information from a guy who doesn't sell boilers. Totally. Because the guy that sells boilers will always tell you you need a new one. So get a good vendor. This is a good time of year to get some good vendors for that kind of stuff. Make sure you got a, a few guys to call. Because um, usually that first bid that comes in on anything is going to be pretty high. Outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bids, remember we were, at, we were just at lunch and a friend was telling us about another friend who on their very first building closed on a four, four unit. Just go and take some over there, shows in the building. He's all proud. He's all excited. Leans against the wall. The brick wall starts to waver. That's he, fine. He goes, That's fine. wait, what, what's that? <laughs> what do I do about that? And the first quote he got, I guess, was what? I think he said 90. Yeah. 90. I think he ended up having to pay like 50. 
90. I think that's it was 40. Was it 40? Yeah, something. Still a really big number if yeah. you close on a building and did not know that you were going to be paying that. Um, but that first bid, 90, if you went with that, then you pay, you overpaid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this actually kind of brings up another uh, concept because we were just getting some masonry bids on um, some retaining walls, which is probably pretty similar to the, the job that this gentleman was looking at. And um, you also want to be careful, and this isn't like a winter thing, but just in general when getting bids, if you get something that looks a little bit too low, be wary. Because we got one initially, this is for Holly, for 10 grand. And mm. we're like, this can't be done. Did it include grand. the entire scope of work then? I think really? this was for about six square inches. <laughs> um, but no, we looked at that and it's like, there's no way this guy's going to hit this number. And then we get somebody in who we've done a bunch of work with. We trust tremendously, does great work. And he's always uh, relatively inexpensive compared to the other Masons out there. He was more like 30. And we're like, okay, I believe that number. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to go into this hoping yeah. for 10 and then get a bill for 50. You're going to get a go to this guy for 30. You're not going to get a bill for 10. No. Like all that. Yeah. You, you maybe get like, what you pay for when you go cheap. Maybe that's day part. one of a four day job. It's like 10, <laughs> it's 10,000 a day and it's going to take me 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, be wary of bids that look too good to be true unless you've got a, a really good relationship with this vendor and you can trust them, but don't go for the cheapest. Go for the best. Yeah, and in the winter months, just be prepared for if something does go out, maybe keep uh, some space heaters around just uh, <laughs> to be able to mobilize quickly. <laughs> something will break. Just inevitable. And that's it. I think so. That's everything. Yeah. Winter, winter months, just stay inside. Get your salt out. Get your snow removed. Shovel. Do it. Have fun. Godspeed. God bless. Stay warm. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, yeah. <laughs>